If you're looking for a new Bible study to start off the new year, can I recommend the Gospel-Centered Life Studies? If you go to the New Growth Press website, you'll find lots of options to choose from. You can study biblical books like Ruth or Jonah, or biblical topics like Christian living, Christian community, or Christian parenting. Each of these 8- to 12-week studies leads you into God's Word and into His grace, and they're ideal for individuals or for groups. To learn more, search for Gospel-Centered at NewGrowthPress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back Jonathan Carswell. Jonathan is the founder and CEO of 10ofthose.com, a publishing and distribution ministry involved in selling evangelistic material in bulk for as cheap as possible. Jonathan is also the author of several books, including Uncovered, The True Story of Changed Lives, and also Everyone is a Winner, True Stories That Changed the World of Sports. He and his wife, Felicity, live in Chicago and have two children. Jonathan, it's so good to have you back on the podcast. Thanks for having me back. appreciate it. Absolutely. I am really looking forward to the verse you have for us today. Yeah, so today's verse, uh, I thought we'd look at Psalm 118 and uh, verse 17. Psalm 118, verse 17. I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. So, Jonathan, why don't you set the stage for us? What's the context of this verse? And then we'll go and dive into the verse further from there. Sure. So uh, what's interesting as you read through the Psalms is uh, they're so real. They're, they're just very much real life. But often they're starting in a dark place. And mm. then David or whoever has written them recalls and remembers the truth of, of the Bible, the truth of the gospel. And their tone changes and they'll often end on a high note. This psalm is is different. It starts on a high note. So verse one, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever is how it starts. Mm-hmm. And then he, he then he encourages other people round and about him. So he says to Israel, look, let's remember that his love endures forever. And he picks up on other people to remember the goodness of God. And then if it is David who wrote it, David remembers some troubled times. So verse five, he tells us that he was hard pressed and he cried to the Lord. And there was obviously a dark time where uh, the psalmist was struggling. I love this, uh, love this verse slightly further down in verse 12. They swarmed around me like bees. And, uh, and, you know, you can just, you can picture he's in trouble. Things are dark and desperate and, uh, and he's struggling Then we have this verse that we read from verse 17, I will not die but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. And then towards the end of the psalm, uh, the psalmist picks up on what it is that the Lord has done and gives us a glimpse forward of what he will do. So verse 22 to 24 is uh, what then Jesus quotes later in Matthew 21, familiar uh, words, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Well, who's that? It's the Lord Jesus. And and who rejected it? Well, they crucified him, didn't they? And so they they cast him off. And it's almost as though uh, David has got some binoculars or a telescope looking into the future and and sees Jesus. Hmm. And in remembering that, he knows that 
actually, even in the darkest of situations, he has something to proclaim about what the Lord has done. And that's what I think we see in verse 17. His command or promise to himself, no, I am in a dark situation, but I will not die. I will live and tell of all that God has done. So this is David, or whoever the author of this particular psalm is, recounting a time when he was in a dark and distressing place in his heart, in his life. And even in that darkness, he was reminding himself of who God was and what God had promised him. And then the Lord led him out of that dark place. And he wrote this psalm saying, look, this is what God did. Yeah, I think that's right. I um, I was reading the other day and uh, I saw a quote by a guy called Matthew Henry. And he he said this, and I think it gives a really good picture of, of where the psalmist is at. Matthew Henry said, the more our hearts are impressed with a sense of God's goodness, the more they will be enlarged in all manner of obedience. And I think that's what's happening here with the psalmist, that he's so impressed with with what God has done that when it would be the time to kind of throw in the towel or give up or reject God, Hmm. no, he's so impressed with what God has done and God's goodness, and he's got that in his mind and he's hidden it in his heart. When the tough time comes, he doesn't throw in the towel. He doesn't give up. He doesn't curse God. He goes in in the path of obedience. Hmm. And I think that can be where we often are in our Christian life, Hmm. however young or old we are, when tough times come, we can think, oh, maybe God's forgotten me. Maybe God's, you know, is he punishing me or is is he deliberately giving me a hard time? And we need to impress on our hearts God's goodness and remember who God is and what his character is like so that we have the right response in those tough times to say, God is good and I'm going to be obedient to him and do the right thing. So as as we go off to school today, perhaps our our friends are giving us uh, a bit of grief because we, I don't know, we've gone along to church or we won't do a particular thing because we don't don't believe that's right. It could be easy to say, oh, I'll just go along with what everybody else is doing. Hmm. But actually to have hidden in our heart who God is and what he's like, that brings about obedience to do then what is right in God's sight. I think for David here, whatever the situation was, he knew what was right in God's sight. And that was to continue doing what God would have him do to live for God. And to, in verse 17, it says, proclaim what God has done. However hard life is right now, we should be remembering who God is and what he's done and proclaiming it to others. That's that's the command, I think, in this verse and the pattern that the psalmist gives us. I'm going to read it again. This is Psalm 118, verse 17. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says, I will not die, but I will live and proclaim what the Lord has done. So, Jonathan, as you're describing this psalm and this verse, I'm just struck by how real it is. It doesn't pull any punches. It doesn't give us a sanitized version of our experiences in life. It really resonates with the difficult times that we all know. Yeah, I I think that's one of the precious things about the Psalms, and I'd encourage your listeners to to spend time going through the Psalms because it's just every day. In many ways, it's so mundane in that it's describing what life is like. 
and you have these great high peaks that 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 David has. You you have these low low moments where things are dark and and then you have the kind of the the, the just average traveling along as well. And hmm. but in the midst of them, you have God in each of those positions. You you have the triumph of God. You have God being there when you're in the lowest of low. And you also have the character of God just in sort of the day-to-day as well. Uh, in this psalm, verse um, verse 5, it says, uh, when hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. Well, which of us have never been in that position? Hmm. I think if we've been a Christian for any time, we'll have said, Lord, help. Or, Lord, are you there? You know, we'll have cried out. Mm-hmm. And what does it say that he did? The Lord brought me into a spacious place. Isn't that what God does when we're when we feel sort of all claustrophobic and 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 the world is swamping us and we we perhaps think, oh, I, I it feels like I'm on a merry-go-round and I just want to get off and and have have some rest for a while. What is it that God does? He takes us to the place we need. Mm-hmm. And the place ultimately that we need is is with him. And I think that's so often the picture that we give it in the Psalms. This was happening, and God took me to one side. This was happening, God brought me here. You know, in the famous psalm of Psalm 23, what do we see? We see God leading to to just the right place at the right time. God's never late. He always gets just things right on time, takes us to the right place. And I think the psalms are precious because we need that in day-to-day life. It is busy, it is hectic. God can often seem far, but we cry out to him. He'll take us to to just the right place, and I think the Psalms will often take us to that place uh, in the power of uh, of God's Spirit. Yeah, they do. I know they do for me personally. They give us words to say to the Lord. The Lord has given us these prayers that meet us where we are and then take us to Him. Mm. So I'm really glad you reminded us of this passage today, Jonathan. Thank you for being with us. Would you close our time by praying this verse for all of us today? Sure, Father. We can often feel a bit like the psalmist here, that we're we're pressed on every side. And sometimes we might just want to give up and pack it all in. But I pray that we wouldn't do that. We'd remember your goodness. We'd meditate on it. We'd have it hidden in our hearts so that we might then be able to proclaim all that you have done to those that we come into contact with. So help us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.